Welcome to a very special episode of Up All Night Tonight. It's very special because this is episode zero. Really, the first episode of the show. My name's Jeff Katubi. Thanks for joining me. I wanted to start a sports podcast because I felt like this was the best way to get into the industry. Especially in 2016, where you have so many established hosts and so many people who are just entrenched in their positions. And you got to make your own opportunity, especially as a young person these days. So, a little bit about me. I'm currently a communication major at Kane University. I uh, went to school originally to be a history teacher because I knew I wanted to be in front of an audience and I wanted to tell people how I felt about certain things. It was only, you know, a few months into being uh, a history teacher or, or aspiring to be a history teacher that I decided that that wasn't the field for me. And I ended up switching to political science, which obviously led me to a plentiful amount of career opportunities. And um, so after toiling for quite a bit and getting a couple of really awful positions, I decided that I wanted to go into journalism. And then journalism died. So the next best step for me was to go into media of some kind, some sort of a broadcasting position. Uh, radio is definitely my dream, my goal, uh, but TV wouldn't be too bad either. Now, growing up, I was never really a huge sports fan. I was kind of a fringe sports fan for the most part. And, I, you know, I watched football with my family on Sundays. I watched hockey with my father, and that was really about it. Uh, I was really into video games growing up, and more so playing sports video games and actually going out and playing sports. And it was funny for me deciding that I wanted to go into sports after originally choosing to you know, pursue a career in video games and realizing that the money just isn't there. It's very hard to be successful in video games today when you have two or three giant white whales like PewDiePie and Markiplier taking all of the funds, all of the money that's available to people and the rest of the, the gaming populace, the professional gaming populace, really is just left with scraps. And um, yeah, I just decided that sports has just so much more to offer than video games ever, maybe ever will, just because sports is just such a massive enterprise here. My main sports are football and hockey, um, two most important sports to me, of course, growing up, um, and especially an Italian family. Sunday is sacred. It was family dinner. It was football. It was everybody around the television watching games together. And that had a very profound impact on me. I am a Philadelphia Eagles fan growing up in a Giants family, mostly because my favorite color growing up was and still is green. And we didn't watch quite a few Jets games. So the only green team I ever really saw on a regular basis were the Eagles. I was also kind of antagonistic as a child, and I really, really like rooting against my family. So there, there, there lies my Eagles love. In hockey, I'm a Ducks fan. I grew up watching the movies. It was my first foray into hockey, uh, this game that my father loved so much. And I fell in love with this team because it's, well, it was like a fictional team, but now it's a real team. And the best part about it all was their jerseys were green and purple at the time. 
So I had two green teams that I really, really could, could latch on to. Um, I love basketball. I don't really have a team in basketball per se. I like, well, you know, before the, the, the heel turn, I loved Golden State and the way that they played basketball. Uh, I used to root for the Celtics, again, the green motif, uh, but mostly because Kevin Garnett played for them, my favorite player. I, I really like the Clippers. I love DeAndre Jordan, and, and I love Charlotte. I don't know why. I just love the, the success story of the Hornets coming back. I'm just hoping one day that we can get the Seattle Supersonics to come back, and uh, maybe even like the Quebec Nordiques in the NHL, which seems to be a, a growing possibility here. So as we go forward with the podcast, I would really not like to just sit here by myself and straight shoot into a microphone. I want to have co-hosts. I want to have guests on. But I really want this thing to be structured. And if it doesn't work with other people, then I'll just have to go it alone here. I usually wanted to do anywhere from four to six segments, depending on what's going on in the world. Of course, one of the downsides to starting a sports podcast in the middle of July is you don't have too much to talk about. Um, you know, baseball isn't really the number one priority for me as a sports fan, uh, as with a lot of kids in my generation who really grew up more watching basketball, football, and even hockey. And now for me, even soccer has surpassed baseball as far as my interest and my excitement for the game. So as more sports news comes out, as more stuff starts happening, and if the show progresses in a way that I deem that I would like the show to go, then maybe we'll talk, you know, for longer segments, more stuff to do, maybe even some games, some little, you know, would you rather odds makers type stuff. But I, I really just want to, at the very least, have some segments of just straight talk just maybe even some hot takes, uh, should the situation need it. And, you know, the show will evolve as it must going forward. So let's jump right into some sports talk. And the biggest news stories really the last few days have been about NBA free agency moves, specifically Kevin Durant going to Golden State, Dwayne Wade going home to Chicago, in a move that most people will deem cowardly, he's not loyal. It's it's all about the ring. You should you you don't have honor. You know honor is this thing that the average sports fan seems to to want, but they also want their team to do anything to win. So you you have this weird sort of you know conflict here where you have the sports fan. Who, who wants to do anything to win, but when a player joins a team to do anything to win, he is crushed. He's honorless. He's spineless. Oh, Jordan wouldn't have done this. Oh, you know, Magic wouldn't have done this. They were blessed. Magic and Jordan were blessed with great teammates. Scottie Pippen is one of the 50 best players of all time. So is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kevin Durant might have had that with Russell Westbrook, but... At the end of the day, it's all about your legacy. It's all about winning. It's all about the rings. For most normal people that aren't LeBron James who just want to make a lot of money and be a cultural icon, it's about winning. So can you really blame Kevin Durant for leaving? Can you blame him 
for leaving an organization that always seems to come up short. I can't. I really can't blame him for, for leaving. I mean, you want to call it spineless. You want to call it honorless. Go right ahead. I, I think you're right. But at the end of the day, winning triumphs spine. Winning triumphs honor. And, you know, you're going to remember Kevin Durant by hopefully. And now we'll see what happens here. We'll, we'll hopefully remember him being a champion. And who knows? That's not to say in two, three, four years he doesn't pull LeBron James, take his winning ways, take the knowledge that he gained in Golden State, go back to Oklahoma City and win them a championship. I doubt that's going to happen. If anything, he would probably, I don't know, go pair up with Russell Westbrook somewhere and win a title somewhere else. But, I mean, you never know. You never really know what's going to happen. Now, as far as Dwayne Wade is concerned, I, I can't knock him either for leaving. So many times, Dwayne, because of who he was to the Miami Heat and his, his feelings about the Miami Heat, ha, has been asked to sacrifice, take pay cuts, be patient, wait, all this stuff. And I don't blame him for going home either. LeBron went home. He won a ring. He's happy. Uh, various guys have done it in the past. So why not Dwayne Wade? Why not? If you're unhappy with your situation, why not leave? I just did it. I just left a position that I was very unhappy in for a very long time for a new position. And one of the best parts about taking on a new position is is the uncertainty. Now, it's it's either nervous optimism or it's it's blissful ignorance. But at the end of the day, you know what the situation is like in your current situation. You know how awful it is. More often than not, you know the future, and Dwayne knew the future. He knew that they had to give Hassan Whiteside $11 billion just to have him on the team, and that would have meant that he couldn't have anybody else on that team to help him out, and he knew that that team wasn't going to beat uh, Cleveland. He knew they probably wouldn't have even beaten Toronto. He knew that they were going to be a third-place team at most. So you have to go to a situation where there is uncertainty. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen in Chicago? Who knows if Rajon Rondo and all of his passing masterpiece that he can weave and, and do, who knows if that doesn't translate to success for the Chicago Bulls? Now, it'll be very interesting to see how him and Jimmy Butler play together. But I think that... uh and I think it'll be very interesting to see how the how the bigs really fit into this grand equation in Chicago. I don't think the Bulls are going to be as bad as people thought. I, I think that getting rid of Derrick Rose and adding Rajon Rondo, to be honest, is an upgrade. I, uh, I have a soft spot in my heart for Rajon, so take with that what you will. But I, I can see this team succeeding. Think this team will be better with Dwayne Wade and Rajon Rondo than it was with Derrick Rose and Pal Gasol, because at the end of the day, at least Rajon Rondo is going to be on the court, and Dwayne Wade is a superstar. Dwayne Wade does everything you need a superstar to do, and to be quite frank, that includes selling jerseys, and he's going to sell a lot of jerseys in Chicago. On the flip side of good moves that are going to positively affect your franchise. I really need to talk about this 
this free agency period and all the bums that got paid. Guys like Mike Conley, Timofey Mozgov, Nicholas Batum, just bums, absolute bums, getting more money than starting quarterbacks in the NFL. It, it's something that needs to be addressed in the next CBA. You, you can't have this. You can't overpay for bums. And I don't care if the salary cap's going up. I don't care if you can pay these guys. You shouldn't have to. You shouldn't have to give a guy like Nick Batum, who's always injured, who isn't really great at anything, $120 million just to have him stick around. You shouldn't have to give Mike Conley $150 million, the richest contract in NBA history, for a guy that's not even a top 10 point guard. I could probably rattle off 10 point guards now. You know, give me Steph Curry. I'll take Chris Paul. You know, I'll take Kyle Lowry. I would probably take over him. This isn't in any order, of course. Yeah, I mean, I'd probably take Curry, Paul, Damon Lillard. Damian Lillard, pardon me. Kyle Lowry, Russell Westbrook, Kyrie Irving, John Wall, Kemba Walker, Isaiah Thomas. There's 10 right there that had a higher uh, player efficiency rating than Mike Conley did last year, who are probably better point guards than Mike Conley has ever been. And, I mean, what has Mike Conley won you? Mike Conley hasn't gotten you anywhere. Uh, has he gone to the, the Western Conference Finals even? I don't think so. It, it just seems It just seems stupid. That, that you're going to pay Mike Conley all this money to for what? for To, to be the sixth seed in the West and get blown out of the water? I just, I don't get it. And, and you know, you look at, and those are guys that are, you know, could be at least top 10 at their position, you can argue, but you're getting guys like Timothy Mozgov getting paid bazillions of dollars to, for what? Just because the Lakers have the cap space and you want to you wanna bring them in because you think you want a championship in Cleveland? Playing 12 minutes a game, you really think giving Timofey Mozgov all that money and paying him all that money and doubling his minutes and, and, and counting on him to be a, a productive member of your team, you really think that's going to translate to success for your team? I feel bad for the Lakers faithful. I feel bad for Lakers fans. Good luck with that, buddy. You're you're you guys are really going to need it. It's going to be a very very tough process. Uh, especially for a lot of these teams like Portland, who who's throwing money at people, trying to get better, trying to get pieces around their young guys, and I think they're paying the wrong people. I don't think Chandler Parsons is really going to make your team that great. Yeah, it's it's really ridiculous. Is is Festus Azili really going to make the Portland Trailblazers that much better? Is Evan Turner going to take the Portland Trailblazers to the next level? I don't think so. They must seem to think so if they threw all this money at those guys. But I, I don't, I don't, I don't understand what a lot of these teams are doing in throwing this big money at these guys that just, quite frankly, aren't going to do anything for you. But unfortunately, it's the way the NBA is going. It's, the, it's going to keep getting worse and worse and worse to the point where pretty soon you're going to be playing, paying your twelfth man on your roster sixty-five million dollars just to be on the roster, and then what? Then you're really going to have a baseball problem because nobody's going to want to play baseball. Why would you play baseball when you can make double what you're making in baseball and play basketball? Why would you play football with unguaranteed contracts for a fraction of what NBA players are getting paid? You know, what? 
what sense does all of this make? I mean, great on those guys for getting paid more money than a lot of us are ever going to make in our entire lives, but it, it's stupid. It's just, it's not, it's not right. It's, it's just not right. So switching gears to UFC, UFC 200 is this weekend. A real testament to a great organization to uh, keep putting on these events here. The, of course, the big news from UFC 200 this weekend is the lack of participation from John Bones Jones, who, of course, whenever put in a situation where he can succeed and be the face of the company, he manages to screw it up by doing something stupid. In this case, he got caught doing a, an illegal substance. And it, it's just it's just the same song and dance with John Jones. Man. It, it's the same exact thing that always seems to happen to this guy. He, he talks a big game, puts himself in a great position. Dana White gives him an opportunity, and he screws it up. I think at this point, you... I don't know how you do it, but you need to do something about John Jones. And if you don't, you need to cut ties with him. The only problem is, of course, you know Bellator is going to just sign John Jones immediately. They don't really care. Bellator doesn't care. And they'll just sign anybody if it means they're going to beat UFC. If it means that they can get some buzz. They put poor Kimbo Slice and poor Dada 5000 in a steel cage. Just said, whatever shape you're in. Whatever happens, just go out there, get us some tickets, get us some revenue, and just die. And it ultimately probably was the reason Kimbo Slice passed away so young, was the strain from that fight. So expect something even more ridiculous to happen when they inevitably sign John Jones because he inevitably gets cut from UFC. As for the new light heavyweight title fight, Daniel Cormier versus Anderson Silva. I just, I, I hope for, for DC's sake that he wins. Everybody kind of sees Daniel Cormier as this guy, this weenie who is only champion because John Jones gets in his own way. I, I, he needs to win convincingly against Silva. He either has to knock him out or make him tap. And that, that's it. That's the only way. He can't win with a decision, especially a split decision. That's not going to do anything for Daniel Cormier's legitimacy as a champion. He needs to have a big win here against one of the all-time greats. The other big fight that I'm sure everybody's really into is Brock Lesnar versus Mark Hunt. We all know sort of the, the rumors swirling around this fight about Brock and the very lax drug testing policy. And Mark Hunt's taking it like a champ. He understands that this is for money. This is for UFC 200. It's, it's, for, it's for the cash. So, of course, Mark Hunt is a, is a great professional. Love Mark Hunt. Always have. Always will. And uh, I'm excited to see this fight. I'm excited to see how Brock Lesnar takes to actually getting hit in the face. I'm excited to see two guys who love beating the crap out of other guys. It's, it's really going to be a great fight. Um, I remember back at UFC 100 watching Brock Lesnar fight, and that match versus Frank Mir, I remember everybody in the house I was at clamoring for Brock to lose, and I rooted for my boy, and he punched Frank Mir in the jaw and knocked him out, 
and I can't wait to see him punch Mark Hunt in the jaw and for Mark Hunt to just stand there and punch him back and these two guys to just slug it out, man. It's going to be a great card all the way up and down. It's, it's really an exciting time for those of us that have been into mixed martial arts, especially from very early on. I mean, I, I know people that, that have watched this thing since day one. And I don't remember my first UFC specifically, but I, I, I've been a fan of, of combat sports for a very long time, watching them kind of against my, my, the wishes of, of those around me. And I'm just so excited for UFC 200, for, for this great opportunity for this company, man. It's going to be a really good time. So I'm looking forward to that, hopefully sometime next week, discussing the aftermath of UFC 200. And as we go forward into UFC 201 and, of course, 202 with the McGregor and Diaz rematch. But uh, we got we to gotta get through 200 first, so let's see what happens. So that's about all I've got for you today. My name's Jeff Katubi. Thanks for staying up with me tonight. And uh, get some sleep, will you?